Warning, the Grow Your Salon Fast Show contains content that may offend. The hosts don't care. If you want to grow your salon fast, keep listening and find out more at www.thegrowyoursalonfastshow.com. But for now, here's your hosts, Vagar Svanberg and Kat Smith. Hello and welcome to the Grow Your Salon Fast Show number 25. And with me, I have Kat Smith as usual. Hello, Kat. Hello. 25, isn't that silver? Isn't that a silver wedding anniversary? Do we get yeah, some silver true. for that? Yep, that's true. Can you send me some silver candlesticks or something in the post? Have you been married for 25 years, Kat? Nearly. <laughs> nearly I have. <laughs> yes, I can honestly say nearly I have. Oh, how can uh, you? You're only 25 years old. Yep. Yeah. No, hang on. So 25 plus 12, because I sold when I was 12 for a few sheep. So what's that? 37. <laughs> Whoa, I'm 37. <laughs> and my dreams. Um, yeah. Right, that was a good no. start. <laughs> <laughs> so so I'm not getting any silver candlesticks from you then. No, speaking about uh, selling tight. kids for sheep, uh, I hear some rumours <laughs> about your mini QBV. I know, so cute. <laughs> Last week she came home and said... Uh, that a boy in her class had asked her to go Halloween trick-or-treating with her. So it was a couple of weeks ago, or longer, I can't remember um, when that was. But um, I said, well, look, I don't know who this boy is. I don't know where he lives. She said, oh, it's a ninth house on such such a street. And I said, well, I need a phone call from his mum, and I'm not just going to send you out with some random child. You're only nine. Um etc etc so anyway she tried her best to get the phone number from him but it didn't follow through so the next day I pick her up from school I go up to her and she says mom mom come quick John's mum is here and you can talk to her about him taking me out to the movies (laughs) said yeah John wants to take me to the movies on Saturday and um, you need to speak to his mum she's going to be here to pick up him and his brother so I duly go up and uh, speak to the mother and she says, what's going on? I said, well, look, I have no idea, but apparently your son wants to take my daughter to the movies and um, I'm happy to escort them because <laughs> they're only nine. Um, anyway, she said, oh, that's fine. I said, look, I'm Kat, et cetera, et cetera. I'm pleased to meet you. It's, you know, I know it's uh, a bit of a shock and we've only been here three weeks, et cetera. Um, but anyway, Saturday, got it all organized, picked him up. Um, and he actually, on the Friday before, had said to Helena, can you ask your mum if it would be all right if we just go by ourselves? <laughs> and I just flat, he said, no. <laughs> That's a clever young lad. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah. So He's done, his, up, done this, this before, hasn't he? I, I think he might have. Went to the cinema and he said, I'd like to pay for Helena. And I said, Ooh. oh, <laughs> chivalry is not And then not you dead. were sold because He's that showed he wasn't a cheapskate. <laughs> Exactly. He's nine and he pulls all his pocket money out of his wallet, his little, <laughs> bless his little face. And then the woman at the counter says, that's $30. I thought, fuck, that's quite a lot of money for three tickets to the cinema. And he has 20. So he said, I'll pay for Helena. And then I sort of turned to him very quietly. I said, but John, will you have enough for sweets and popcorn? He said, mm, no, I don't think I will. And I said, I'll tell you what, I'll pay for Helena. You pay for the sweets and popcorn. So he said, Okay, that would be cool. Thank you. <laughs> and he was so delightful. But the deal was, we went to the cinema and we saw a Lego movie. I think. Oh, I so you did join them? These things. I did join them, but I wasn't allowed to sit with them. 
So they right. chose seats on their own in the middle Ooh. of the cinema. And I had to sit behind, a few rows behind. And uh, I wasn't allowed to talk and I wasn't allowed to do anything. No, no touch, no there. talk, no and eye I, contact. No eye contact. Don't even acknowledge that they existed. <laughs> so sweet. And do you know what? There was nothing. There was no hanky-panky, nothing. They talked uh, about... No, of course there wasn't Minecraft you there. Minecraft and Roblox and <laughs> dinosaurs and all these the stuff that they enjoyed doing together in terms of play games and the Lego movie. And I just thought, do you know what? I thought he was such a lovely kid and his parents have raised him so nicely. The fact that he was polite, that he wanted to take her out. He wanted to... He'd obviously been watching some movies. And then I found out he's got an older sister who's 16. So uh-huh. she's probably going through this. So he's just copying the motions. Oh. But it was very, very sweet. So for a first date, it went pretty well. So how many sheeps are you going to demand? Uh, I think that um, they'll probably have to... Um, I'll probably have to give them sheep because she's the right little... She's a oh. minx. Do you have she's, any sheep, She's cat? full on. I don't have any sheep. I've got two very expensive cats that might oh. have to do. Yeah, they're getting more expensive yeah. by the day, aren't they? All those flights you're They are getting on. more expensive. Yeah, all those oh, flights. You've invested and quite a lot of those And the cat. fact that they keep trying to escape as well, so that keeps yeah. us busy. Oh, dear. But anyway, yeah. yeah. So that's my, that's my news. So I haven't got rid of the mini yet but i i'm thinking i'm onto a good thing because when it comes time for her to actually leave home she'll be have plenty of guys who'll take her to the movies wow so yeah, my my news so is nothing compared to yours oh well don't bore us all no no it's just, it's just that i've turned significantly less green over the last week what you've been green yes what are you talking about I'm talking about my new fancy green screen. Now the listeners, now the listeners can't see this, but you can see that there's a mess behind me. Um, right. The mess behind me. That's usual. The mess behind me is actually because I've moved everything away because I've set up a film studio here with a green screen. Oh my god! Yes. The Viking is definitely going dominatrix, and he's going into porn. Oh yes. <laughs> the green screen. <laughs> I'm gonna film cocks and pussies. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so so for for, for, for new listeners, different podcast. (laughs) For new listeners, you have to go back to understand that one. www.dominatrixviking.com. I think you should uh, get that one. I should get that. That Very smart. I'm going to do live streaming now. (laughs) (laughs) No, so I've been experimenting with green screen, and the first few days, I, you know, struggled with uh, green spill. So I had uh, the green colour th- shine what? through all the images I put on in the background, but it's now uh, sorted. So that was what I meant by being significantly less cool. Sounds very technical. Very technical, very, very technical. nerdy and very, very cool. Because it's very cool when you can place yourself, for instance, inside the salon without being there. Ooh. Oh my God. Yeah. Mm, interesting. I'm looking mm. forward to those videos. Yeah. <laughs> very much. <laughs> so, Sounds Kat, cool. Yeah. Have you heard the latest news? Uh, depends. What's the latest news? Organic marketing isn't as efficient as it never has been. Uh, say mm. that again in English. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're Norwegian, but come on. What is organic marketing? I think for years. I think since actually we started studying marketing and yeah, ever since, both you and I and other people have said that 
organic marketing and so-called inbound marketing is nice as part of the mix, but not the strategy you should depend on, at least as a sole channel for getting your customers. So back it up, Vega, back it up a bit, because some of our listeners might not understand exactly what you mean by organic marketing, because don't forget, you know, some of these guys who are listening, some of the salon owners, this is somewhat new to them that they might have just started their salons and, you know, organic marketing, just, does that mean it's done with with a, uh, a bit of a dipped, um, a bit of sheep shit water dipped with a little brush and the full moon sprinkled over your paddock? Is that organic yeah, marketing? Of course. No. No, okay. of course it's not. No, organic, okay, then organic marketing means that you're trying to basically market yourself using whatever methods available that you don't normally have to pay for or just invest uh, by using your own time. Or by, for instance, putting out content in various channels or stuff to attract customers without doing the traditional advertising or marketing, doing it the traditional so you advertising mean like writing blog posts and just putting them out into the ether or engaging in likes and comments on Facebook or LinkedIn or Instagram or Snapchat or a number of those. It's exactly what I'm talking about. Right? Yes. Okay. So so you what you're saying is that that used to work somewhat but doesn't work. What I'm uh, saying is that we are starting to get the numbers from that year long experiment. And Okay. What is interesting is that we can look at some of the major players in that market. For instance, you have a company called HubSpot, who they are selling software for doing doing this kind of thing, this organic marketing uh, thing. And so interest- you buy their services and no, I, they help yeah. you do organic marketing, right? Okay. Ish, yeah. Right. And HubSpot is a large yep. company and they do lots of stuff, so I'm not going to go into the details, but basically what they are... Uh, peddling <laughs> is an organic way of marketing yourself, meaning that you should put content out there and customers will fall over Flock your threshold. You. Uh, that That is the idea. Now, if we look at that company in particular and other companies in the same um, niche, you will see now that they are starting to spend increasing amounts of money uh, on traditional marketing channels. And they are not really making any profits from what they're doing, which is interesting as a metric. So what you're saying is that they are now uh, going to offline or what we call offline advertising. So not necessarily, are... not necessarily offline, but okay. they are relying more and more advertising. On, yeah, relying more and more on paid traditional advertising. advertising, paid advertising to sell their product. Which is interesting. So, that's, so let me get this. This is a bit ironic, isn't it? That they are going down the paid, they've increased their budget to use paid advertising to sell to customers a way of doing organic marketing where it's not paid advertising. So they're selling snake oil, basically. I wouldn't say that strongly because there is, there is something to Let's it. Let's be less vanilla. I feel right. like I'm in court. I feel like I'm in court. <laughs> yeah, I want to understand. Are you saying that they are, <laughs> are you selling saying, snake oil? Is that you what saying, you're saying? Sir? Yeah. Yes. Are you? I'm not. I need to know. Them. I'm not accusing them of selling snake oil, but what I'm saying is that. 
for years there's been many you know especially internet marketers so-called internet marketers who say that as long as you engage your audience as long as you put yourself out there as long as you talk to them as long as you get likes as long as you put a blog post then you will attract customers and you will attract business and i'm not saying that that is necessarily wrong because if you are under informing about yourself there is a value to that however doing that doing just that and just depending on putting out stuff on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and whatnot, it it seems now that we are finally getting the numbers that um, that kind of confirm what we've said for years and that is that that is a dangerous strategy. Uh, what you also see, which I find interesting, is that it seems that a lot of the traffic you get to those things are actually the marketing industry itself generates a lot of traffic. So what you will see in terms of engagement <laughs> on blog posts, engagement on LinkedIn pages, is that you will see there are actually the marketers that engage in conversations. It's not necessarily Isn't that funny? The, it's not necessarily yeah. the end customers. And you and I saw an example of that the other day when we engaged in yeah. a conversation on LinkedIn, and we saw that a lot of the people who answered the I questions am. posted they they were also internet marketers. And there's nothing, you know, there's nothing wrong with the group we asked the question. There's nothing wrong with the people. It's just that it seems that marketers are attracted, more attracted to these channels than our actual potential customers, which is a bit interesting. You're listening to the Grow Your Salon Fast Show with Kat and Vagard. Remember to sign up for the podcast updates and special bonuses at www.thegrowyoursalonfastshow.com. It is interesting, and I think I, I had this uh, example um, with a salon owner just recently, and, and he paid, so Terry, hi Terry, if you're listening, um, he paid for somebody to handle his Instagram account for the salon, and he was paying this woman X amount of money per month, and she told him that she would increase his following, and she'd get up to 1,000 very quickly in the first month, and then um, increase his, his uh, what do you call it, his broadcast, basically, so who, who it was going out to. Um, and she did. She increased it to 1,000 in the first month. But what she, with the people that were uh, liking his posts or becoming followers of his were all hair salons, hair salon brands, suppliers of hair and products, marketers, internet website designers uh photographers that sort of thing but no actual clients so no one actually liking or following in just because they liked the product itself or the salon or whatever so very very few people that he was his ideal client they weren't none of them were his ideal client he said he got one person who was his ideal client who made an inquiry about some hairspray or something like that and that's an interesting segue into uh, the other thing I was going to uh, bring up, which is that um, <laughs> Facebook and many other places are now running out of ad space, um, uh, which is interesting uh, because what we're seeing now is that it's twofold. The first thing is that people on social media, they are there mostly to interact with other people, not to interact with brands, mm. which means that getting mm. organic so-called reach on social media is getting harder and harder. It's always been 
it was easy in the beginning as always and then it got harder and harder and it's getting even harder now but what we're also seeing is that paid advertising on on facebook is getting more difficult because as i said they are running out of ad space so that means that they are uh, the, the competition goes up and you have to spend more to be visible and you have to also be more relevant because that's also so, a metric and, Facebook uses. And you uses. finding that in your own an own experience with doing Facebook advertising at the moment? Like you you've personally as a personal anecdote, yeah. isn't that what you're finding? That's why I went. That's actually why I started investigating this again. I mean, I've been following this for for a while, and I, of course, I've been also doing the organic stuff and the Facebook advertising, but I'm doing that in addition to everything else. But what I've seen is that my mm. metrics on Facebook hasn't been really good lately. And, and when, I'm, when I look into it, I can see that often, often I, I can't spend my marketing budget, for instance. Facebook just won't take my money. So you can experiment with that. You can <laughs> update your ads. You can change your photos around. You can add videos instead. And you can do lots of stuff. And I've done that. But it's getting to a point where you have to ask yourself if the effort is worth the results. Worth Because, for instance... And in, I've seen... Yeah. In, in, for instance, just like, two quick examples... Uh, should I, uh, with my with my um, salon marketing business thing, should I sell my my book uh, mainly by Facebook ads, which generate a lot of traffic but very few sales, or should I do a direct mail campaign and try to sell the book that way? And what I've found so far is that the offline stuff works. It's more efficient, both time-wise and money-wise. I also have my other broadband business and I kind of see the same thing. Should I use Facebook ads there to engage people, et cetera, et cetera, and get them to buy? Or could I just send a school kid around with postcards and put them in people's mailboxes? That is, you know, sometimes more efficient use of my time than spending it online. That's what it, it comes down to is you measuring and tracking everything and see what works. And because there's very few other people doing that, you become um, more obvious in the market don't you because your clients are going to sit up and take notice your prospects are going to sit up and take notice because they're not always on like you say they're not on Facebook looking at um, ads they want to engage with their friends and what have you so actually receiving a postcard in their post box is something quite different so they'll sit up and take notice and you'll be like unlike everybody else out there yeah, that's just that's one thing. And I'm not saying that direct mail is easy. That's that's really important to emphasize because if there's one way no, you can go broke quickly, that's direct mail. Yeah. You have to know what you're doing. But it can be. And what we are really saying here is that um, you need more than one channel because what it turns out, if you just depend on Facebook and Instagram to get customers at the moment, you will probably uh, be in big trouble a few months down the road because it's getting increasingly difficult to gain customers that way. So if you're just depending on that channel, that's a bad thing. I would also like to say that I'm not <clears throat> I'm not going out against blogs, etc. here. I do that myself, but I do it to inform my prospects, which is a slightly different thing because I'm informing the customers about mm. my product and what I do, because I'm, as I said, uh, when we started, um, I said that sometimes you can be you can under inform that people don't get enough information about you and then there's a value. But just relying on that channel alone to attract business that's that's not enough. No. And I've I've noticed lately too that um in the last few days that Facebook has now changed some area of it and you can all your selling stuff, all your adverts are going into something called marketplace. So instead of actually getting the information through the news feed, you don't see the adverts of the groups 
you know, that you are selling to you. It's in a separate part, so now you have to look at that. So it's taken them off the newsfeed altogether. So you've got less yep. of a chance of being seen. Yeah, well, what Facebook has discovered, which isn't surprising, is that uh, what I said earlier, that people want to interact with other people on Facebook. They don't necessarily want to interact with the brands. That's just something marketers think, that people like engaging with their brands. Of course, there are things you can do entertainment-wise, which isn't necessarily... Uh, a bad thing to do um, but basically people want to interact with other people that's the main main thing and then combined with mm. Facebook running out of ad space actually places you know space for ads is that what I mean because there are just there's just so much space there's just so many times they can have an ad in the news feed or on the on the right hand side or in messenger and they are you know people are wondering if there will be ads in say whatsapp soon because that's also controlled by facebook yeah uh, same with yep. instagram you know where will the ads be? but at yep. some point you will reach uh, the saturation you can have before people will find that this platform is too um, there are too many ads here um basically so so there's a balance they don't yeah. want that do they no they don't yeah so that means they have to prioritize yeah. their uses this is the same we saw with Google a few years back when 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 we talked about mm -hmm. this search engine optimization thing. Search engine optimization means that you 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 do stuff with your website to get a higher ranking on the results page. And what we saw a few years back was that that was a big problem because all the catalog companies and stuff they they had all these tricks. So no matter what you searched for, you would get one of those catalog sites or something having the first few results, maybe all the results on the first page, you had to go to the second page. That was a big problem for Google. So they had to, uh, they, they had uh, several updates, they did several updates to, to combat that. And, and, um, uh, and that meant that some people were, you know, knocked out of business overnight because they used all these tricks and stuff to get a high ranking, get loads of traffic, and then Google made their update and then suddenly the traffic stopped. And they were dependent on search engine optimization and then search engine optimization was changed and then they got problems. And we are seeing the same now with Facebook. So if you depend on just Facebook or your blog or something like that, it, it's, it, you know, it's time to, to think about more channels. Yeah, because the most dangerous number in business is one. Anything having one, one channel. And if you, if you think about it, everything that you do online is just one channel. So even if you say, well, I do Facebook, I do Twitter, I do LinkedIn, I do whatever on the website, landing pages, that is just one channel because it's just all online. If we turned up the switch tomorrow, where would your business be? Yeah. Now, one... Yeah. We got not doom gonna, and gloom. We like doom and gloom. Yeah, we do, don't we? But you know, one Death of the um, I would say that one of the under <laughs> underutilized or underexplored channels, you know, is probably your your um, uh, references, basically, or the customers recommending you. It's probably yeah. one of the one of the channels you can you can experiment with. That's probably where I'd run, run first. Uh, and, and start experimenting because it's so easy, you know, word of mouth and uh, current customers recommending you to other people. That's probably one of the uh, easier ways to 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 um, get business. And it's not just sticking it online either. It's not just getting testimonials online. It's actually asking the customer directly to recommend you to somebody with something in their hand to do so. 
to help yeah. them get to do it. So yeah, yeah, yeah it's, a, it's, it is underutilized, um, and people should do more of it and keep doing it because it works. I've seen it happen time and time again. People can't blame us for not giving value, cats. Can I? I tell you what, we give value, but it doesn't matter. You choose to do whatever you want with this information. If you choose to go and implement it, fair play to you, you're going to get some results. And I hope that you're going to tell us about as well, because what we want you to do is tell us about your successes and your failures. If we say something that's not correct, we want to know as well. We might not always be, uh, we're always right, but we're not always correct. And if something has changed <laughs> in the meantime, <laughs> oh, I love that. we're always right. <laughs> You know, you know, you go away, test it and measure it. And until you can say, actually, Kat, you're speaking through a hole in your ass because this works and you said it didn't, blah, blah, blah. Here's my results. I'm happy to be corrected. Yeah, fair enough. That's fair enough, I think. But if you it don't go away and test and measure it, you'll never know. I can, we can tell you all this shit and you can just be nice listening, like Tim at the gym. Because I hear Tim at the gym has, uh, has been listening to us and got very excited when we mentioned his name and uh, he was doing push-ups at the time. So um, I just imagined him doing no-handed push-ups because mm-hmm. something got very hard at the other end. So Tim, <laughs> if you're listening, keep pushing. I accused him. I accused him of being a sick fuck, but I think you just took that from him. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm called the Queen. So, cats, what do we want yes. our listeners to do? We want you to go away and uh, what do we want you to do? We want you to go away. No, don't go away. Please don't no, go away. Don't go away. Um, we want you to review us. Please go and after you've listened to this pearls of wisdom, go and review us and uh, put your comments in the link. Uh, send us a question if you have any. Uh, let us know you're out there. Let us know what your problems are. Let us know what your successes are because we'd love to hear about those too. And if you have any major fail- failings that um, we can laugh about, that would be awesome. Um, I can talk to you next time about my ex-business partner and trying to post something that was uh, too big to go in a post box and didn't put the right postage on it. But um, that would be another story for another time. You're so sick Other than that... Oh, no. Other than that, we are mystery. done. We are done. So we'll say goodbye. That's another episode in the tin. Goodbye. You've been listening to the Grow Your Salon Fast Show with Kat and Vagard. Share and sign up for your podcast updates and special bonuses at www.thegrowyoursalonfastshow.com.